This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. This week we'll have the second share. Instead of Thursday night, we'll do it Wednesday night because uh, it's Nagei Talag Boimer and talking about it Thursday night is a little after the fact. So believe that this week we'll have Wednesday night instead of Thursday night. So if you uh, were thinking of coming or not coming, depending on the share, now you can rearrange your schedule. I'll leave, it, I'll leave it up to you to decide what your plans are for the evening. I want to talk about two psukim in last week's parasha that are very, that are very important and interesting. At the end of last week's parasha, after the Mekalah, the Torah reminds us that if you're mazik people, you hurt people, you hurt animals, you hurt property, you have to pay for it. So there's an interesting question in the Akhrenim address. Is it usher to be mazik someone else's property? Is there, is there a violation? You have to pay him. There's no question. The Torah has payment plans for damage. Damage a person. There's sets of rules of how much you pay. Damage an animal. You damage property. But is it usher? Meaning, is there anything that I'm doing wrong by going around smashing up a guy's car and then paying him for his car? Now, when it comes to being mazik a person, that we know there is a surah. The Gemara says in that it's usher to hit someone. It's not clear what the usher is. It's machoikish with shayinim. Is it, it's all from the same pasuk. The question is, which words in the pasuk? When the Torah describes Malchus, there the Torah says that Bezin gives Malchus, Lo Yosef, don't give more. Pen Yosef, lest you give more. So as Machoikis, we show him whether or not we learn from the words Lo Yosef, don't hit, or do we learn from the words Pen Yosef? Because we know Pen, the Gemara says, sometimes also means don't. So that's the Machoikis, we show him Machaber and Tor and Rambam. Rabbi Rabbi writes, you're over to a surim. Every time you hit someone, you're either lo yosef and pen yosef. So we know when you hit a person, you violate something. What about if I'm mazik property? Let's say you have a mishugana who goes around every night smashing windows. And the next morning, he pays you top dollar for the window. Did he violate any asur? Now, obviously, he's probably not the guy you want to give shlishi and shul to or the guy you want to be mishadach with. He's obviously not normal. But the question is, did he violate any asurim? Did he do anything wrong? So they want to bring an interesting guy from a gemara. Gemara says about Bakama, if I hire you to go dig a, a barbishas rabbin, barbishas rabbin is hezek. So the Gemara says we call that ain't shlechet va'avera. So the question is, what avera is it? It's not an avera to build a pit. If you build a pit, if something happens, you have to compensate. It doesn't say it's an avera. So they want to bring a right from that Gemara. There's some avera that you're transgressing, but what's the avera? So the Achrenim come up with a chiddush. They say they learn it from Hashavas Aveda. If madach, I have to be so careful with your property to return it and make sure it gets back where it was. Kol it doesn't make sense that it'd be allowed to go around and, act, and, and outwardly, actively destroy it. So that's one of the pshatim they have, the, where we learn out the isser of being mazik someone's property, even with all the intention of repaying him. And there's another posting on last week's parasha that's more relevant, I hope, to most of our lifestyles. Granted, it's not so relevant in our shul. I want to talk about is there a din of the kidashta for a levi? At Baruch Hashem and our shul, we have a lot of kihana, not so many levim. But uh, the Shaila hat is, what, what exactly is the Levi status in, in Judaism? We know the Kehanim, the Kidashta, they, take, they get to go first. Then we know the Levi somehow works his way into the equation. Where does the Levi's Kedusha begin and end? So as the Mishnah in, the, in, Daf, in Mesechus Gittin, in Natasa Ben Aleph, the Mishnah tells us that uh, there are certain things we do because of Dark Yisholim. What do we do? So the Mishnah says we have a, uh, we have a system. What's the system? Mishnah says that we have, because to keep the peace, we have to go Koyin Levi Yisrael. So the Gemara has a kasha. Because to keep the peace, that's not why we do it that way. Why do we do it Koyin Levi Yisrael, says the Gemara, from Apostle Gemara, it says, 
You have to make the kain holy, and that's how we know the kain goes first. But the Gemara has a line over here, which is very important. Says the Gemara, Im ein sham kain. What happens if there's no kain in the shul? Says the Gemara, Nispar the The rope falls apart. What does that mean, the rope falls apart? So Rashi has two pshatim. Rashi has two pshatim. What does that mean when you have a shul where there's no kain? So when there's a kain, so it goes kain, everyone knows that. What happens when there's no kain? Says Rashi, what does it mean that the rope falls apart? So Rashi has two pshatim. Very, very negei halacha lemaisa. Says Rashi, Ibor halevi es kvoidei b'shvil chavilas anifredis. The levi loses all rights, and you can't call him up at all. He's out. Not only doesn't he get the rights to the first aliyah, he may not be called up for the first aliyah. That's Rashi's first pshat. Rashi's second pshat is no, it just means, Shein seidil ledover lahaktim levi l'yisrael umisha yitzayaktim. No, it just means that when there's no kayin, levi doesn't get first dips. It's a free-for-all. Anyone can get whoever they want. But according to Rashi's first pshat, a levi is not even allowed to take the first aliyah. Why not? Why can't a levi take the first aliyah? So the Rishayim, Achreinim, Achreinim explain, where Chayish is that people are going to think that he's really a kain. And we're always nervous. Maila miyuchsin. We're always afraid that people are going to assume if I hear that he was a kain, he got an aliyah, we're going to think he's a kain. So therefore we say, no, we got to knock him out. We can only give a Yisrael the first aliyah. How do we pass him? Allah said, how do we pass? You have two sheets in Rashi. So if you take a look in Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber is somewhat unclear, at least to the Gedele Achreinim. If you look at the Mechaber and Simon Kuf Lamed Hey, the Mechaber writes the following case. Says the Mechaber, in Ein Kayim, if there's no Kayin, Kayre Yisrael B'Mokim Kayin. You call the Yisrael in the place of the Kayin, and you do not call a Levi after him. What does that mean after him? That means once you call Rishon to a Yisrael, you can't call a Levi second. Why not? Because if you're going to call the Levi second, everyone's going to assume that the Rishon must have been a Kayin, because you're giving Levi second. So therefore, says the Shochanach, you can't call Levi uh, second. Fine. Now, can I call Levi first? It's not clear from the Shochanach. The Vilna Gain assumes for Dava Parsha 100% yes. The only Hakpada is giving, giving Levi the Levi Aliyah. But if you're going to give Levi Rishon, that we have no problem with. Comes along the Ramah, Hago, Avo Rishon, But Levi, he could get, Levi can get Rishon without a problem. So when you read the Mechaber, it sounds like the Ramah is arguing on the Mechaber. The Mechaber says you can't give Levi anything. On oh, that comes along the Ramah, the Ramah says, no, you can give Levi Rishon. So the Taz learned that this Mechlaik is Mechaber and Ramah are the two Shittas in Rashi Masechah's Git. However, most Achreinim don't assume like that. <coughs> the Vilmagayin and others Assume that the Mechab and the Ramah are not arguing. The Ramah is just merely clarifying. That even the Mechaber holds, you can give the Levi Rishon. And that's what the Ramah is just adding on. That even the Shulchan Aruch holds, you can give the Levi Rishon. So, how does this work out? So, first of all, for Svaidim, Reva the Svaidish, that you could give the Levi Rishon. You may. You don't have to, but you may. You can't give him Shani, but you could give him Rishon. And the Ramah says, clearly you can give him Rishon. Right? It's the Ramah Mufurish. When you call him up, you can give him, just make sure you call him up. Now, it's interesting. If you look in the Paiskim, they have more of a Kabbalistic reason not to give him Levi. Right? They say because the Kayin is Chesed, and the Levi is um, Gevura. You don't want to have Gevura to start it off. You don't want to start off with Gevura. Okay. More of a Kabbalistic reason, so to say. But strictly speaking, it would be permissible to call the Levi first. The question is, do you have to call the Levi to Rishon? Meaning, if the Levi is a Chiyav, his only chance is Rishon. But he's not a Chiyav. Is there any reason to Bedafka call him to Rishon? So the answer is no. 
The Pashtas is the din of Kiddashta went out the window when there's no Kayin. Now you either may or may not call him, but you do not have an obligation to call him. That's the... No, you can't. Because once you give the second Levi coin, someone's going to think that the first guy was a coin. So you're stuck. So you can only give the first one. So Mr. Buru Paskins over here that you could. And Halach Lamaisi, you could. It's interesting. Mr. Buru writes, why can't I call up Yisrael? I'll call him up Yamud Yisrael Bum Kaim Kayin. Yamud Levi, you know, the second. So Mr. Buru says, no, 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 no. People are Yaitzav and they don't listen to what the Gabbai says. They didn't hear he said the mocking Kayin. They he say Kayin, they think he's a Kayin. So if you think people don't listen today in Shul, this is an old problem. People don't listen to Shul. Let's read in the times of the Mishnah. People didn't listen. They pick up what they want to pick up. Salach Lamaisa, you could give a Levi Rishon, both Ashkenazim and Svaradim. You're not Mechoyiv to, you don't have to, but you could. So that's one area where we see clearly the Levi's Kedusha gets knocked down and Kamat not Negei. The, there is a halacha where we do see the Levim's Kedusha. That the Shulchan Aruch quotes earlier on in, in Chelek Beis. He quotes him a Zoya. The Zoya says that who washes the hands of the Kayanim? The Levim. Why? Because they're next level of Kedusha. And that's why the Mishnabura writes if you can't get a Levi, you get a Bukhar. Because the Bukhar also has Kedusha. So again, here you're seeing at least the Levi has some inkling of Kedusha, even though it's not uh, directly the same level of a Kayan. It's interesting. So we don't call Levi second if no, no, that you're not allowed to do. That you're not allowed to do. You can, the Levi can only get Rishon. He can't get second if you gave uh, the first Aliyah to Yisrael. But there's an interesting Mechab in Shulchan Aruch. If you look at Shulchan Aruch, you're a day at Rishon and Aleph. Sif Teshuchos Tzedakah. The Mechab writes there's a hierarchy for Tzedakah. First you give a Kayin and then you give a Levi and then you give Yisrael. There's a hierarchy for Tzedakah. So you see clearly there is such a Hashivas given to the Levi. So the Achrein are more tumble about this. I thought there's no Vikidashta to the Levi. Now Ramosh Yisrael has a chuvah where he discusses why no one's makbed on this. How many people, when they write out their tzedakah campaigns, they say, let me first figure this out. Yeah, he's a Kayin, he's a Levi, he's Yisrael. Right? They say, Rechaim Kinevsky, when he used to answer his shilas, he used to have a cheshben of which shilas he answered first. So anyone that had the name Yisrael Yaakov, like his father, went first. And then he'd go, Kayin, then he'd go after that Kayhanim. I don't know if he did Kayin Levi Yisrael, but he definitely did Kayhanim. He gave them, he gave them Kadimo and he answered their shilas. But in Hilchot Tzedakah, the Mechaber writes Mephorish. You first give to the Kayin, then you give to Levi, then you give to Yisrael. Why are people not mocked on this today? Yeah. So he says, you do Kayin? Right, right, for Rishon, right, right. That's the way, that's the way most of us bask it. That you, the, the, again, the question is, is there an Indian to Badafka give to the Levi? So that's, it's, that depends. If you have another Yisrael that's more, 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 more Bakavadik, some Enechrim say you should give the Yisrael, who's a Tamut Chacham, over the Levi for short. If you want to give the Levi, you could give the Levi. So Rosh Hashanah has issues truth. He says, the reason why we're not Makbid is, we don't really have Miyuchas today. And we spoke about this many times. Even by Pidyan Aben, Rabbi Yaakov Emden held that the Kayin has to give the money back because we don't really know anyone is really a Kayin. So when it came to Hilchah Tzedakah, we're not, uh, the Velt never adapted this Chumrah to be Makbid to give first Kayin then Levi. But the Mishtabrura does write in Hilchah Zimon, Simon Reish Aleph. The Mishtabrura there writes, Sif Kod and Yud Gimel. He writes, when you're handling who to give the Zimon to. There the Mishtabrura says something amazing. He writes, when you're trying to figure out who to give the Zimon to, he says, first give it to a Kayin. Then he says, He says, give the Levi next to bench. This you never hear fine, you never hear people saying. And people always say, is there a coin? No one ever says, and is there a Levi? Mr. Buu writes him a furish that when it comes to Zeman, you're supposed to ask a, 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 a Levi, then the Yisrael, he says, if they're of equal Chachma, but uh, meaning if the Yisrael is a big old time of Chacham, he beats out the Levi. 
But here the Mishnah Guru writes Mufurish that when it comes to Birchas Hazimun, you should ask if there's a Levi. So you see there is a shtickle of Vikidashtai. Now the Arachashulchan points out that the din of Vikidashtai is not so posh that it's, it's midaraisa on this halacha. Because the din of Vikidashtai really teaches us Vikidashtai feel about Karcha. That we have to force a Koyi not to marry a Grusha or not to become Tomei. So many hold it's only an Asmachta. This whole din that a Koyin has Kedima might only be an Asmachta. But at the end of the day, it seems like there might be a little bit Kedusha left, a little bit of Kedima left for the Levi as well. At least according to the Mishnah Bura, that he gets to have first dibs at the Zimun if there's no Koyin present.